the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown, 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 crown. I was fucked up, I was a down, down bad. Picked up the pad, pick up the slack, pick up the litter, don't litter no bag. Mice even picking up racks, raps from in clear, the act of you too. And I'm back in the booth, got them hacking the shackers, they lacking the juice. Niggas dropping the ball, they don't shacking the fool. Activists drew down the side of your face, we ain't jacking it. We ain't dabbing them fools, get a nap, you do just some bad. God, Revenge of the Dreamers is a good album. I was telling you this a little while ago, just listening to all this stuff. God, getting reacquainted with it this morning. But in case you're wondering, this is the Lost Word Podcast. I'm Steve Artabello. Hi, I'm Angela Lippa. And you can get us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, Anchor, wherever you get your quality podcasts. We should be there. You should be able to get us as well. And some things have happened. Now, uh, as we usually do when there are new seasons starting, as baseball's spring training is full underway, we are going to be doing a breakdown. And this time, uh, we're going to be doing the, this week, we're going to do the West, so the AL and the NL West, and that's how we'll conclude the podcast. But when we were sitting downstairs, you know, getting ready for today's podcast, some news came by, Ange. I believe you have the numbers. Some some big news, actually, and uh, this is related to the NHL and uh, the salary cap, because, you know, uh, at least Steven's team and a few other teams, Las Vegas... <sighs> And How Vegas did that when they were an expansion team is hilarious. Yeah, the, it's actually worse being Vegas than the Leafs because at least the Leafs are like, well, we paid the people that we drafted, not the guys that we traded for. Yeah. But um, the NHL salary cap currently sitting at $81.5 million. Um, after the GM meetings, which is down in Boca Raton, a.k.a. Gulf City, a.k.a. Retirementville. Retirementville, where some of these GMs are just hanging out. They basically do the meeting for, what, three hours a day, and then, pff, all right. In the words of Biz Nasty, you know, this is where Gary Bettman gives them all the credit card, and they go have uh, a good time. Yeah, a big good time. So uh, A couple of wobbly pops at night, you know. Oh, yeah. So um, it came down, actually, from many Eric Engels, uh, Frank Cervalli, uh, Kyle Bukoskis. Who else is there? Whatever the other guys, the important, uh, the guys. important people that the NHL salary cap, Friedman, I'm pretty sure, like they were all, on yes, this. that the uh, it will be increasing and it could be going up between 84 million dollars, so that would be almost a through a two and a half increase, that'd be a minor increase, all the way up to 88.2 million dollars. Now that would be a thing. That's a near $7 million. Now, this is if it hits the absolute max. Yeah. That's a near $7 million increase. Mm-hmm. A $7 million player is a pretty damn good yeah. NHL hockey player. And, you know, there are, let's, you know, David Pasternak. Uh, he I doesn't even make seven. He doesn't even make which seven. Is disgusting. William Nylander's at 6.9. I'm pretty Andrew's sure. Bergeron's under seven. Yeah. Mark Scheifele's in that range. Marshawn's under seven. Yeah. Like, there are some McKinnon, McKinnon that that's going to change because if this goes up, you know, up as it does, um, we could see a big, mm-hmm. big, 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 you know, free agency come a what is it, July first? Yep. Just forget. I was like, what day was it? Yeah, it's July first. We were talking like you can't save NHL GMs from themselves. They're going to spend like drunken sailors, and if you give them up to seven million dollars yeah. of extra money, it's going to be chaos. We'll give you some of these seven. I'll start with. Uh, I'll go from the high end of seven, which is seven point eight, and work my way down. Victor Hedman, Shea Weber, Evgeny Kuznetsov, 
Ryan Suter, Zach Parisi, Aaron Eckblad, Ryan O'Reilly, Bobby Ryan, Chris Letang, David Krejci, Kevin Hayes, Kyle, uh, Kyle Connor, Pacioretty, Andrews Lee, Marc-Andre Fleury, Evander Kane, JVR, Pavelski, uh, Vlasic, the Pickle Man, uh, Tuka Rask, <laughs> Matthew Kachuk, like, and then like William Nylander, Patrice Bergeron, Phil Kessel, Johnny Hockey, like, it's just all these players, good hockey players in and around that range, and it's like, well, that means you're going to be getting a little bit of an increase if you're one of these in these bubbles, per se. And if you're the Maple Leafs who have no money to spend, you will now magically have some money to spend. No, they Hopefully are, not on Tyler Berry. Well, Tyson, Tyson Berry. Barry. That would be, a, a, I think, a, a big, big mistake if the Leafs did that because clearly— He's been fine. Yeah. Uh, since they fired Babs, he actually has been right-handed Jake Gardner. He's yeah. actually been exactly what was promised— and I told you before this started how this was going to go. Mm-hmm. It was going to be good. Like, the point totals were going to be good, but there were going to be moments where, like with Jake Gardner, they're screaming. And lots of it. Now, yeah. the thing I didn't anticipate was uh, Muzzin and Barry being so bad together. I actually anticipated them being very good together. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, for, for teams like the Leafs, yeah. it means you have options. Mm-hmm. Uh, for teams like the Vegas Golden Knights, again, it means you have options mm-hmm. where maybe you don't have to piece off some of your talented young players so you can keep affording to pay your aging veterans. Uh, but again, the way NHL GMs work, if they get all $7 million of this. Well, we've, we, we've seen it, right? There's been this sort of, you know, let's say sometimes overpaying. Like, it's not an overpay yet because he's been performing so well, but Artemi Panarin in New York at that twelve and it's change, eleven and change. It's more than Matthews, it's eleven point eight. Something. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, that's ridiculous. He's been having a great year. Like he is a phenomenal hockey yeah, player. But and, that's too much money for a winger. Yeah, it's it, way Mitch Marner is getting overpaid. I've said yeah. that since the beginning. Now, if we're looking at some of these potential players coming up for free agency, one of them. Being Taylor Hall, and he's gonna get, and he's gonna get, he's gonna say, "I want Artemi Panarin money," and yep. t- hopefully teams are like, "No, no, no." Artemi Panarin actually tries and produces and gets to the his teams to the playoffs. You, in fact, have been the what is he about one hundred ninety pounds, one hundred and ninety <laughs> pound anchor that has sunk any chance of the Arizona Coyotes making the playoffs. They were a playoff team before he got there. And they're currently out of the playoffs. I, I would say their goalies getting hurt did that. I know. But the fact that Taylor Hall hasn't been scoring, and then you look at the big acquisition before Taylor Hall on mm. the right side was Phil Kessel, and it looks like the wheels finally fell off. Yeah. Well, you don't this train. This was going to happen. Like, the credit to Phil Kessel for being able to play to, to get this, this long yeah, exactly. without training is... Over I, a decade in mm. the league. It's quite impressive. And he'll stay because of the money, but... And he never gets hurt. No. And he'll still pot you like he'll still get he'll be useful. He just won't be yeah. And then when he's at the end of his at the end of his run, he'll just sign like million dollar contracts. Oh, yeah, and, and he'll probably stay in these warmer climates. And so he'll he end up probably being like four time Stanley Cup yeah. champion like Phil Kessel. I'll be perfectly honest, I can see him one day being a Carolina Hurricane. I see him in Florida. Apparently like Phil likes the golf, but apparently he likes to fish too. You can still fish in Carolinas. But you just you imagine Florida, beach. him out in the bayou, yeah, well, having a good there's time. There's alligators there, too, buddy. That's a good Don't, point, actually. All right? I'd probably rather Sobble Beach, yeah. too. <laughs> but this also opens the door because there are some, uh, let's say, impending RFAs, one in particular. 
mm-hmm. that plays for the New York Islanders. And we've already seen people leave the New York Islanders before. And it, it's more personally with who's the GM of the New York Islanders. Yes. And do you think Lou Lamorello is going to give a, what, 22-year-old? Is that how old Matthew Barzell will be? I believe so. Cause he, yeah, because he didn't, he didn't come out at 18. He came up at 19. Mm-hmm. So he'll be 22 years old and asking for, like, he'll be asking for more than $10 million. Oh, 100%. What what does Lou like? How does that work with Lou? It was like, I'm not paying you. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying you. I don't pay nobody. Exactly. And he pays old guys. So this is right. Like they've already paid some people there. Anders Lee's getting a big chunk of change. That like Bobby. that defense is highly paid because you still got Boychuk and Letty's deals there. Now one of them might end up on LTIR. <laughs> This is true, but because you know Lou was the one who created, yeah, great Roman Island, yeah. But see, for this, this is a big deal because teams now that maybe are on this like, I want to say cusp, yep, of making playoffs or making a push with older veterans might go crazy in free agency, like one certain GM has tried to do the last couple of years. How are you feeling about this? Very sick. Mark Bergevin having some extra money to throw at somebody. Very sick. Now the good news is someone like Taylor Hall maybe accepting the the meeting. The good news is he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't paid any. Let me reiterate. Let me let me try this again. Screwing this up. He hasn't been able to pull a free agent in yet, other than he got one. He's just in Laval. I don't want to talk about him. Mind you, he came up and they were like two and one with him in the lineup. It was quite hilarious. So so why'd you send him down? Because it was an emergency basis. So he has to go back down. He has to ride the orange line all the way back up to Montmercy and he gets to stay there. It's nice actually around the arena. It's pretty actually nice. It's building it up. Um but yeah, like Jake Gardner was one of them. He tried and he tried to get an interview with or a sit down with John Tavares. John Tavares. That didn't happen. And we remember Milan Lucic basically it being down to Montreal and Edmonton, and he picked Edmonton. Thank God. Oh, you imagine. Oh, oof, that would have been ugly. But with Taylor Hall, this could be like, oh, look, I'm going to get this left winger to help. And it's like, do you really want him? Because I look at Thomas Tatar and it's like, he makes half, he's going to make half the money. And he produces night in and night out. He's a hardworking player. Okay, maybe he's not the Taylor Hall type, but I'm not a big fan of Taylor Hall. He's outside of the Hart but Trophy. Do you here, think Marky B is not going to start swinging away? This is what scares me: is that he's going to swing away now? Because think what, about it, he struck out a couple of times. All right, Marky B. Marky B reminds uh, reminds me of a guy who happens to play for your New York Yankees. Giancarlo Stan might strike out a lot. When he makes contact, oh boy. He makes I think Marky B is attempting to make contact this time. See, the contact I'm hoping that he makes that would happen is on Friday, June 26th, Stephen. <laughs> Do you know what Friday, June 26th is? Is that the is official it? tampering period beginning? Mm-hmm. That is the day of the 2020 oh, NHL entry draft. Okay. Okay, and there happens to be a certain hockey player. Well, that is the, also the beginning of legal tampering because it's a week before free agency. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it happens to be the day that the NHL draft starts. Okay. <laughs> oh, I know you have a you have some crazy 
thing cooked up already. Frozen envelope, weighted ping pong, bingo ball, whatever you want to do. Like, it's better call Saul. I don't want Taylor Hall because the playoffs don't follow him. He is a bust, by the way. I'm just going to say this now. Outside of the Hart Trophy year, I was about he, to say, outside of the year he won MVP. Outside of that, has he <laughs> ever done? Has he really done anything? I I mean, outside of the year that he was the best play. Well, he wasn't. Connor McDavid was, but Connor McDavid didn't McKin- make the playoffs. And Nathan McKinnon was actually. No, that should have been Connor McDavid's Hart Trophy, but they didn't make the playoffs, and they should have. And how do you not make the playoffs when Connor McDavid does that? But again, other than being you know voted the best player in the league one year, it's kind of hard to call someone a bust when they have an MVP. Has he done anything other than that one year? It, he was still the MVP. But has he done anything? I'm asking. He's done. It's a yes or no question. Yeah, he has done things. No, no. Outside of the uh, outside of my MVP, I'll pull out his career stats. Okay, it, not worth. The, he's not worth the trouble. He never made the playoffs in Edmonton. If you're asking me, Taylor or Tyler, oh, I wish I would have taken Taylor. I wish I would have taken Taylor. All right. So that 93 points sees. Oh, he's never scored 30 goals. Ooh. Currently is 15 right now. He ain't getting to 30 this year, buddy. I mean, he's got 50 points. I didn't know how bad this was until I pulled it up. Because, like, his career high, he had an 80-point season in 2013-2014 in 75 games. And then there's a whole lot to be desired for a first overall pick. Yeah, no, there, there definitely some issues here. Yeah, there's some issues. All right, I'm not saying he's a bad hockey player, but it just seems like it's, yeah. Anyways, I don't want Taylor Hall, all right? I want the French-Canadian superstar, okay, Stephen? That's who I want. And the chances of that happening? Weighted ball. The weighted ball, this is- the, cold, the cold envelope, the I don't care what it takes. And if I'm Mark Bergevin and I have anywhere in the top, if I have a top three pick, I offer a godfather type package to whoever has that first overall pick. Now, you've heard me say on this podcast that I don't believe the Detroit Red Wings are going to win the draft lottery, that I think they're going to end up picking second overall. And they might actually get the player they really want. Yeah. yeah. In, oh, Quinn, Bi- in, Quinn, in Quinn Byfield. Yes. Like that's who I I, I know I, I get keep, the, I, I keep messing him up with Bowen Byron yeah Byram like, yeah trust me no so trust often. me I understand I yeah. had the, I've had the same problem that's who I think they ideally want because they want this big center center and where Lafreniere is he's he's more of a winger In, yeah and you know they've already drafted Joe Valeno they drafted him I think it was two years ago yes. it was the, it was the year draft. it was the uh, yeah, Rasmus Sandin Dean year yeah because I actually wanted Joe Valeno yeah. Uh, and then went, I'm just going to trust Kyle Dewis, so I'm just going to assume that this was the right pick. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Looks like it was the right pick. But Joe so, Valeno's still a nice center. They got they, – they, like I think he'll be like a um, a Bo Horvat type. That's what I think he oh, – Okay, he'll, more of a defensive center, more but still defensive. is going to put up over 50 points exactly. a year. The perfect number two center. Perfect. Perfect. Dylan Larkin's yeah. already – there's your guy. You're yeah. hoping, you've given him the captaincy. You're hoping he is the, the yeah. guy and, once you have a good team. And I think what would end up happening is with Dylan Larkin say, look, we're going to stick you on the wing here beside this monster and going – let's go. Buck. And, you know, hopefully Anthony Manta can stay healthy and doesn't break his hand punching someone. This Like, that was the most ridiculous thing, yeah. too. This is the year that Manta would have been healthy. Um, but can I just tell you, 
you know, I've, I've said this numerous, numerous times, he's never going to be healthy. He's always hurt. I know. I've had him in fantasy. I have friends who tried to tell me he's turned the corner. Trust Man, me, I know. This year. I know. It's like, spent, what do you we know? We spent like weeks trying to trade him to you, and then he broke his hand in that fight. Yeah. I said, what are you trying to, I go, what are you trying to prove to me? I know Anthony Mantha. I like Anthony. I really would love Anthony Mantha on the Montreal Canadiens. Yes. He's actually, if Max Domi was six foot three, that's Anthony Mantha type. That's what I kind of want. Will it happen? No. I know it's not going to happen. But, yeah, that's who I want. I want Alex Lafreniere. All right. Okay, Mark Bergevin, don't do anything crazy if the salary cap goes up. All right? Don't be stupid. You have also RFAs you have to sign. You would like to hopefully, potentially sign Max Domi and Thomas Tatar to decent contracts. Well, speaking of someone who uh, would like a decent contract, the might woo. be the GOAT. He's a woo. He's trying to get wooed. He's a woo. He's a woo. He's trying to get the woo. If you don't know who we're talking about, Tom Brady was at a Syracuse basketball game with uh, Julian Edelman and Jimmy Fallon. That was the part that didn't make any sense. The Jimmy Fallon was like, it was just like, here's Julian Edelman. And then there's like another picture of Jimmy Fallon there. It's like, it was like, what are you, why is Jimmy Fallon there? Although Jimmy Fallon with a great uh, part of his monologue was, you want to know how to not feel famous? Go to a public event with Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah. That's the best thing to do. <laughs> Way to go, Jimmy. Thanks for the heads up, buddy. But if you didn't see it, when the camera panned to them, Julian Edelman did a, he's coming back, he's coming back. And then the camera panned to Tom Brady. And some people were wondering what he mouthed. Because it looked like, no, he's not. Or this guy. And then the the audio came out, and Pat McAfee, they went over to the Pat McAfee show yesterday. He was actually in a conversation about Jim Beheim. So the like that whole face thing wasn't tied to his free agency. Mm-hmm. But considering the massive shitstorm that that brought up, we thought we'd touch on this. The fact that the greatest quarterback of all time, I hate him, but he is, might be leaving the Patriots. I mean, are we surprised? Yes and no. Yes, I'm a little bit surprised after what happened with Garoppolo because the team was basically given to Tom at that point. Yeah. Right? If all the rumors we are led to believe are true, Kraft made Belichick trade Jimmy G away Mm -hmm. because Tom was upset and because Belichick maybe wanted to get rid of Tom. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, we've talked about this. Bill Belichick has a pretty great track record of looking at guys and being like, no, that guy's done, and I'm going to sell him for all the things. Yeah. And he probably would have gotten all the things for Tom Brady oh, at that point. Could of you career. imagine if they traded him? It would have been. They'd still have first-round picks. Have you ever – Have you ever, you've heard about the the Ricky Williams yeah. trade, right? All the draft picks. All the draft picks. That's yeah. probably – some team would have been crazy. And the Herschel Walker trade. Yeah, like just a great – like just I'm going to trade this guy at this point of his career where I think I can replace him with this X player here. And we've seen Bill Belichick do – like survive without Tom Brady. The year that Tom Brady, I think it was... The Matt Castle year. The, the ACL year. Yeah, like they were 11-5 and five and they missed the playoffs. You have to think how many teams were 11-5. and five. They're the only 11-5 and five team to ever miss the playoffs. Yeah, like that year, those teams were just on for this. The, that was the year that the, the, the Dolphins won. made the... They won the... Or, yeah, the no, Jets, they, the Jets won the division, if I'm not mistaken. 
Oh, yeah, no, that would have been a Mark Sanchez year. That wouldn't have been the... Um... It wouldn't have been the Brett Favre year. No. No. I'm trying to... Th- no, it would have been before Brett Favre. Because I remember... Cause I like... was thinking about the, uh, the Tony Sperano Wildcat year. Where, remember Chad oh, Pennington no, no, was no, with no, the no, Dolphins? Yeah, no. And they were randomly good. They won 10 yeah. games and went to the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was the Jets. That was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, up. it was Chad Pennington was actually the quarterback of the Jets. I, see, that's the thing, because I think... At that point, Chad Pennington had gone to uh, had gone to, to Miami. Miami. Now I'm going to pull up Matt Castle's stats because I'm going to find. I remember that one year. year. The Steelers were 12 he and five. Started all the games. Steelers were 12 and five that so year. New 12 England, and 2008. The Steelers beat New England in New England. That was the only time Ben Roethlisberger, I think, has won in New England too. Standings. All right. In 2008, the Dolphins did win that oh, it was year. The Dolphins. They were 11 and five, but they beat the Patriots, so they won the division. The Jets were nine and seven because that might have been the Favre year. That might have been the year before. Okay. okay. Remember where they were really good at the beginning, and then yeah. Favre got hurt. But he's not going to end the Iron Man streak. Yeah. So they just sucked down the stretch because he was playing through a torn bicep. Ugh, the hilarious shit that used to happen, like Brett Favre playing through a torn bicep and trying to throw a football. Jesus. But anyways. But we're at a point now where... Here's the thing, too. This was another thing that was brought up. When you think of the all-time greats, it didn't generally end well. And it didn't generally end with the team it started with. No, it's very rare that we've seen... like. Joe Montana ended with the the, the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Peyton Manning was a Bronco. Yeah. Brett Favre was a Viking and then was a Jet. It was a Jet, then a Viking. Then Viking sorry. So he could get to the Vikings who he always wanted to play for. Yeah. Uh, who else is there? There's some weird ones. Like Emmett Smith was was a Cardinal. Was a Cardinal. For two years. Yeah. Well, the, you know. Oh, that retired. was also funny when uh, Emmett Smith came out and told Dak to take a pay cut when it was like, hey, Emmett, remember when you held out and missed games? Yeah. <laughs> like, Shut up. Like, you know, it's it's. Players never retire. With sometimes in the NFL, it's rare that you see a, a, a longtime franchise player ever retire with the same team that he came in with. It's the rarest of rare. Remember, like James Harrison retired, went to go play for the Bengals, and then came back to the Steelers. Yeah, like pretty iconic. You know, he'll be a Hall of Famer at some point in his. And then he went to the Patriots. Remember and then that he part? Went to the Patriots, and then I, yeah. Like there was a lot of things with with James Harrison at the end there where it's just right? it was weird and like. So it, watching Tom Brady go and potentially play for like the Tennessee Titans or the 49ers or who's another team that's in this mix? Like the the team that no one ever talks the about, L.A. Chargers, the L.A. Chargers, because but, one they've done that with quarterbacks before, and two, the L.A. Chargers. Sorry to cut you off when you were no, saying no, no. the team that no one was talking about. It's just I had to jump in with this Chargers one because. If you really start to look at that team, it's perfect. Oh, yeah. Because I I, I didn't believe it at first because it was like, yeah, they got a really good defense. Yeah, they got an offense, but they don't really have an offensive line. And then it's like, oh, they're going to have Austin Eckler still, the pass catching back. Like, he might be better at James White's, James, the James White role than James White because he was doing it with Phillip Rivers and looking just, just as good. I have another team, though. It's a cold weather team. Ooh. It's a team with a man who has trouble with the forward pass completion. In fact, he has trouble just completing passes in general. But they have a very good defense. And they have some weapons, and they have a very good running back. It's the Chicago Bears. And they have some, like, could you imagine Allen Robinson? 
Because now, now that I start to think about it, they yeah. have some weapons too. They got and oh my god, imagine Tariq Cohen in the James White role. Exactly, that's terrifying. Like that's a team that I look at and it's like they're David t- Montgomery. Oh my god, yeah. and they have a decent offensive line. Yeah, decent offensive line. Holy the defense, shit. that defense was the best defense in the league last year, and they were. Be- I don't care what anybody says, they were better than the Patriots defense. Oh, they they were also. You know, they had Mitch Trubisky there. Yeah, and they almost made the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky. You're telling me with with Tom Brady there, they can't do that? And it's almost, it's kind of like the Brock Osweiler switch situation, too. I think, was Brock a first-round pick or a second-round pick? He was a third-round pick. He was something, but he was tabbed as, like, the he franchise was, he quarterback. He was taken the same year that they got Manning, and yeah. he was supposed to be the guy for, because they knew Peyton wasn't going to be there for no. multiple seasons. It yeah. was like... We got one, two, maybe three we can yeah. squeeze out of him. And you did squeeze that third season and a Super Bowl out of him. Yeah. But but if I look at a team that could possibly go and get Tom Brady, it's the Chicago Bears because it's like he's used to playing in cold weather. They're a team that's kind of in a win now when they gave up the two first overall the two first round picks for Khalil Mack. It was a second round pick, Brock Osweiler. Okay. So fairly But yeah, easy. no, exactly. He was right in that he's right in that he was range. picked to be the guy because you don't burn a second round yeah. pick. On anything. Yeah. So the way I look at it, it's like, this is the team. If there's ever a team that's going to make this play, he's in the NFC. So he'll be away from the Patriots and Bill Belichick oh, and the and noise. We, and can you imagine getting to see twice twice a year you get to watch mm-hmm. Brady Rogers? There you go. Because I look at that division and that, divi- and that division, if any division's ripe for picking... It's that division. I think Kirk Cousins is just the, the bridesmaid. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is not even the bridesmaid. Kirk Kirk Cousins is the, the freaking ring boy. You got Matt Stafford. He's the ring boy holding the ring. And, and Matt Stafford is the guy opening the door to the wedding chapel. Saying, go, please. Bride to the left, groom to the right. You know the drill. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel so bad for I feel Matt bad. Stafford He's got nothing Lions. to help. But if I look at that team, it's, it's the Chicago Bears. Like, you win that division. You won't have to worry about facing Patrick Mahomes potentially till the Super Bowl if the Kansas City Chiefs do happen to get there back all the way to the Super Bowl. You know, the defenses you can kind of beat up on. You get a couple dome games. You, you know, it, it kind of works out for you. The, the only thing is like that Packers defense is – but, again, he's not – it's it's Tom Brady, so he's not going to be looking at defenses like, oh, I can't. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to try to avoid them. Mm-hmm. A dangerous spot for him. Yeah, That'd be a dangerous. that's the most dangerous spot. And like you know, Matt Nagy's already at a point where like he's tried to kill Trubisky. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like he's, he's benched him. He's cut him out at the knee. Yeah. Like he's done everything you basically can to say that I don't want this guy as my goddamn quarterback. Yeah. And they don't have a first round pick to do anything with it. So it's like this is. Like, and you know, if you're Ryan Pace, sorry to cut you off again, the GM who everyone is pissed off yeah. at because of the Trubisky move, because mm-hmm. of some other. Questionable moves. Yeah. Now, granted, he went and got Khalil Mack, but he yeah. has he has fucked up before. Mm-hmm. You go get Tom Brady, and I'm pretty sure everyone shuts the hell up. Yeah, nobody talks about you drafting Mitch Trubisky over unless. I want to see a body, but last year was the first time that he looked mortal. Now, granted, those skill position players bad. Very bad. Well, without Gronk, we saw what what Very actually really bad. happened to that team. And, and you know, if they had AB, maybe it's different. But they didn't have AB. No. Had him for one game, and it was the Dolphins that they beat. So let's calm down. 
what happens if you go get Tom Brady and he is done? Because if you're the GM that does that, like what happens to you? You're fired. Because you should get the benefit of the doubt. It's Tom Brady. Anyone would have done it, right? But that's not how people look at it when the heat gets on and you're losing. No. This, this whole Tom Brady situation is fascinating. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm for it, man. I'm, I'm on board with it. I'm, I'm. I I'm think just cheering for chaos. It'll be chaos. I think honestly, it'll be chaos. And and what he does dictates the draft. Because if he does go to Chicago, hey, you know what? Well, let's with all of these t- with this quarterback heavy class. Mm-hmm. Now the funny thing is, is this is actually like a a defense. Like this is a draft with some defense. Like. The team that thinks mm-hmm. that they have a quarterback and decides to take either Chase Young mm-hmm. or uh, what the hell's his first name Simmons, the linebacker out of Clemson. He's a safety Isaiah linebacker, corner, defensive, yeah. and he does everything. Like that dude. Put it this way: Isaiah Simmons ran a faster forty than Julio Jones. Isaiah Simmons is like six four, two hundred and forty mm-hmm. pounds. Like just, just try and. Try and process that for no, there, a moment. There, there are a lot of Derek Brown's another guy, big defensive yeah. end, moves fast, can play all the, the positions and, on the line. That's that's huge. And for, you want to talk about Chase Young and the impact that that could make, buddy? Just go talk to the 49ers and Joey Bosa. Yeah, sitting at number two, you're telling me that like the Reds, Washington Redskins aren't salivating about the potential to have him. It's just Tom Brady. He always took the team-friendly deal. He always took the discount. The funny thing is, is we don't even know what he wants here. Because anyone else, you'd be like, no, no, they want to win championships. This age, they're only in it for... He's got six rings. He's the GOAT. Is he actually doing... This is the funny thing. Is he doing this for the bag now? Or is he doing it to prove that... that that, Is it a disrespect Here's the thing. Remember when we did our... um, What did we do? Just before the new year, we did a list of the top 10 athletes of the decade. Yeah. And we said the only difference we gave LeBron the edge versus versus Brady, even though Brady's got six championships, was the fact that LeBron didn't have Bill Belichick on the sidelines. Exactly. And I wonder if in Brady's mind he wants to prove that he's not the system I'm, quarterback. I'm not the system quarterback. Because at the end of the day, you've been in the same system for so long, and Belichick's the key to it all. Belichick's the engine. You're the transmission. And even though everyone calls him the GOAT, there is that caveat. Yeah, like, oh, well, he's been with Bill Belichick this entire time. So who's 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 who? Do both need each other? Because we saw Bill Belichick before Tom Brady, and there wasn't any Super Bowls. And Tom Brady was a six-round quarterback. You've heard the story 6,022 yep. times, 199, blah, blah, blah. You know, you've heard this story a billion times. And now it's like, well, do I want? I want to prove that I'm not just the guy. Like I'm not just some guy that Bill Belichick has has used and deployed. That I can do this on my own. I can win on my own. And you know, no. ten times out of ten, it usually doesn't work. And that's also a dangerous thing for a 42 year old quarterback to be out here yeah. trying to prove that I'm a sling it around, right? Because yeah. you can't sling it around like you used to. You, you already saw it. It ain't there like it used to be there. Mm-hmm. We talked about Drew Brees, and here's another guy that didn't have the strongest arm and can still do all the things, yeah. but has had issues. Yeah. It's funny how the Drew Brees' season's ended the last few years. Yeah, they end with an L in the playoffs. <gasps> but, like, you look at Peyton. Like, the difference between Peyton and, and, and everything else was the fact that Peyton was always viewed as a 
great reader of the quarterback. And in, in fact, sometimes he just he overcoached more than anything, and he didn't real like he would change the play when he shouldn't have maybe changed the play. Like he saw way, 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 way too much, and figured, oh, I'm going to call this defense. This is the defense I'm calling. Blah blah blah, yada yada yada, and too smart for his own good. Exactly. And then, you know, when he went to Denver. It's not like there was a coach that was ever tied to him. He just sort of did it on his own. He went to two Super Bowls with, with different coaches, and and then he went and did it again like with another team. So it's like we saw with, with ba- Manny. I don't know if like with Brady. It, I'm not doubting Brady. Like, Well, it, that's, that's the thing. Like I, I throw this out there because, again, like I, I started this entire thing calling him the GOAT. Mm-hmm. And you know I hate him because I'm a Falcons fan. You and fan, me both. Right? Like there's, there's no reason for me to, to, to call him the GOAT if I don't think he is. He is. It's just... He's also 42 years old, playing NFL football. Like, being a 42-year-old in regular life, you got a lot of, like, prime of your life, quality time left. As an NFL quarterback, like, you have taken abuse beyond that of a normal human being, and you've done it for 20 years now, basically, if you're Tom Brady. Like, at some point, you know what I mean? If you keep pulling a rubber band, Mm -hmm. at some point it's going to snap. How much longer does his body have? What's like we don't know what his actual motivation is, and the only reason you can question that is because he's won so many rings that you genuinely just don't know if he just wants. The we asked the question: like, What was there left for him to do? Exactly. What's there left for him to prove? What to get a one other record that currently Drew Brees has overtook? It's like, is it really worth it? And is he is he trying to wait Drew Brees out? Because again, is that something that? That matters to him. Is this something that really matters yeah. to Tom Brady? Finishing his career as the best in all the yeah. statistical categories. Yeah. Because that's also a problem because now you have to outlast Drew Brees. Yeah. It's just, it's the best this whole situation. Can, can I tell you what the best thing for Tom Brady to do would be? But he's never going to listen to me because I don't even know if he listens to this podcast. But would be my suggestion, if you feel that New England doesn't want you, retire. That's Walk away. You go out as the GOAT. You had a decent. You didn't have a great season, but you didn't have a, 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 your typical Tom Brady season. Walk away. I know it's the hardest thing to do in sports, but sometimes it's better to leave a year early than a year late, and we see that way, way too often with these guys trying to hold up, like like Joe Thornton, just holding on because he wants that chance. Like holding on, holding on, holding on. How much longer can you hold on? What do you remember about Peyton Manning? I remember. Do you remember Colts record-breaking Peyton Manning? No, do you I, remember Broncos record-breaking Peyton Manning? Or do you remember Peyton Manning in that Super Bowl that they won not being able to complete a pass more than five yards down the I, field? That's the Peyton Manning I've remembered. Because even though I know Peyton's the best statistical quarterback, seeing that, yeah. it is burnt into my memory. I also remember Peyton Manning losing to the 2005 Cinderella-Pittsburgh Steelers, but um, <laughs> that that's another story for another day. But... <laughs> You think about that's the that's the one that always comes to your mind. It's it's just the way it is. It's like Thomas Placanich. Like good thing he came to play for the Montreal Canadiens for to get to a thousand game, or else the last memory I have of him is in a Leaf jersey. That's and that's gross. usually the that's that usually gross. the last memory you have of these players is like like Patrick Marlowe in a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey. It's weird. We thought Pitt Toronto was weird. Exactly. And this like, is even weirder. It's like, oh, well, he grew up there and blah. I don't give a shit. That no, he, he didn't grow up there. He grew up a fan. He grew up a fan. He's from what Swift Current, Saskatchewan. Oh God. Anyways, or is he from Swift Current? I know he played there. It's Google it, this. I know he's from Saskatchewan. Tom, I know you won't listen to me, 
and I, and I'm saying this not because I don't like watching you. I, I hate watching you kill my team every friggin' year, but retire, retire on top, retire with everybody remembering a six Super Bowl win. That's that's the best thing. Who you you who'd you lose to? The only thing, like for me, is as a fan, mm-hmm. I can say that yeah. it's hard for me to look at a dude when when there's that much money on the table. Oh, too. I know, right? I like know. it's it's one of those like if I put myself in that situation, mm-hmm. I'd want to go out on top. But at the same time, knowing myself, you might also have to tear the jersey off of me because you know that paycheck's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's just a and. Anyways. Talking about some other things that are up in the air, which I can't believe this is even the thing we're... Daddy, I'm going to tell you this now. The NFL draft. Joe Burrow seems like he's going to the Bengals now because at first he, you know, if they draft him, they draft him. And, you know, he's he's, he's got he's a football player. He's got to play. Didn't sound like he wanted to go there. And then all of a sudden the Bengals... Franchise tag AJ Green and are talking long term deal with AJ Green because allegedly Joe Burrow told them to. Now, granted, that might be the one smart thing the Bengals ever did is listen to the guy who's the best quarterback in this draft. But but what are we doing here? Can I tell you what we're doing? Like what are the like the Bengals are gonna fuck this up some way, aren't they? The Bengals. What do I tell you all the time, Stephen? They're the Bungles. They're for the a Bungles. Reason. And is this this the draft is basically a game, right? It's like you're playing a game. And Steven, what time does this game take place? That is known as the NFL prime draft? time. Prime time. And what are the Bengals doing? Prime time, Steven? Choke. They choke. And if you don't think they're gonna choke here, they're gonna draft. Okay, they're not drafting. They're not gonna draft Joe Burrow. I'm telling you now, they're not gonna do it because I think the way the Bengals are gonna look at it, and I'm thinking from a Bengal perspective here is that we're going to suck again next year. In fact, we are going to be so bad that it's not worth it to try to draft a a quarterback to put him behind a putrid O-line and this awful defense where he's just going to have to be getting killed every week, night in and night out. Because last time I checked, there are three pretty good defenses in that AFC North. The Steelers, the Ravens, and the Browns. Uh, Yeah. And those defenses have one thing in common. They have eaters, man-eaters on their ends, on their bookends, where they just go and maul quarterbacks. Yeah. If I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, no disrespect to Joe Burrow, but he's not going to end up – the Ohio boy is not going to be in Ohio. That would be the best thing for him. It's the best thing for him. It's it's, it's a great story. You know what this feels like? Remember when I told you that I was so happy about R.J. Barrett, but so sad he was going to be a Nick? Yes. This is exactly how I feel about Joe Burrow. Like, so excited to see what he did in college, and oh my god, I can't wait to get to see him in the NFL, and oh god, you're going to be a Bengal. The Bengals are going to do two things here. One of two. One, they're going to trade out of the first overall pick to acquire more assets. You know who they might end up trading with? A team that happens to have three first-round picks. The Indianapolis Colts? The Miami Dolphins. Oh, my God. Now, I don't know if they're going to draft Joe Burrow, the Miami Dolphins. But there you go. And Joe Burrow being from Ohio, you know, 
you figure the Ohio team would draft him. It makes sense. But there's a history of this, like... Are we going to talk about uh, in California? Maybe by the Bay Area, where there were two quarterbacks that that franchise could have drafted. Both of them grew up in California. We talking about a San Francisco 49ers passing on Tom Brady? Well, that was a pass, six-round passing on. But passing on Aaron Rodgers? You, sir. Are correct. I would sit here and yell at you that there's no way this could happen, but it's the Bengals. Like I, I sit here and yeah. I'm convinced after the the AJ Green thing that they finally like someone decided we have to, to just got to do this. Okay, yeah. we got to take the best play. We got to do the smart thing for once. We got to do what Joe Burrow wants us to do so we can get Joe Burrow. But it's the Bengals, so the fact that, like, you bring this up, and I was immediately, when we first discussed this, you were like, my, my reaction to this was a yeah. lot more, no fucking way. And the more that I think about this, the more that I realize it's the Bengals, and the more that I'm afraid this is a thing that's going to happen. So the Bengals, so the the trade that I'm, I'm proposing would be pick number five, pick number 18, and pick number 26. Would go to the Bengals. That's three. That's including the top five pick. And the Bengals trade down. They would end up getting three sort of players to help. You would assume those three players would be three starters. That fifth round pick you're hoping is a cornerstone, right? Like you're yeah. still you're still hoping if you're the bank like like you can still like there's if I'm gonna look at this in a way where they might do mm-hmm. this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well maybe you get Simmons at five and maybe you have a Hall of Fame line. Like you can get Simmons or you can get and then maybe you, know, you can go get like you can go get help in the later Like there's there's offensive linemen. There's the big kid there, uh Becton or whatever the hell oh, his name is. The six foot seven, three hundred and forty dude yeah, that like ran the a monster. sub five fit Yeah. Him. You have but there's guys also the fact that this is the deepest wide receiver draft class. And yeah, you have Tyler Boyd, who's nothing more than a number two at best. Yeah. And AJ Green, who is a band-aid. Yeah. You could maybe go get Joe Burrows. You might even be able to get his teammate from LSU. Mm-hmm. Like you Hell, have, you might even be able to go get him Jerry Judy. Like if you look like even if you get lucky, you can Or not Joe Burrow, because he wouldn't be there in this situation. Like you, know you could I mean. even look to to do to address your cornerback position with uh, Jeff Okuda. Okuda, sorry, excuse me. He's out of Ohio State. Big cornerback, the real DBU right there. Okay, you want to talk about? They just are, seem to be producing some of these really nice, solid NFL mm-hmm. DBs. It's Ohio State. It's not LSU. It's not Florida State. It's 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 that it's Ohio, the it's Ohio State that's doing it. Yeah. And if the Bengals trade down, you kind of you help. Miami seems to be in this this role of okay we can, or they might not even trade all all three picks. They might be like two of the first rounders plus a second or th- and and then an extra pick in the fourth, just stuff to help the, the Bengals because the Bengals do need a lot of help. They, they need, need a whole new team. Yeah, they need a whole new team. And you're because like that defense is bad. The, like they have mm-hmm. Joe Mixon right now. Yeah, it's Joe Mixon. Like he's running behind what. They have uh, like again, like thing Boyd's like a number two guy. Yeah. Like you, you don't have anything really no. at all. That's bad for so, a franchise. That's a bad that's, spot. To it's be. a bad spot to be in. And if I'm the Bengals, I honestly like you can just trade down and just figure out to build around him, around a different quarterback, and pray to God that you lose enough games next year that you get uh, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> well, Even, see, that's the that's the dangerous game you play. I love danger. Is assuming you're going to be bad enough. To land Trevor Lawrence if you pass on Joe Burrow. Uh, 
I also too. And the Bengals are stupid enough to play that game, but they're going to. They're going to pass on the Ohio State kid, and whoever they trade with, probably Miami. Miami will end up drafting Joe Burrow. And they're the you best go. quarterback since Dan Marino, and they'll probably win a Super Bowl. And and Ohio, and, and and the winner in all of this will be the Washington Redskins because they won't. They'll get Chase Young. They'll just get Chase Young. They'll get Chase Young. <laughs> or, by or the way, do something stupid. Fun draft fact. Tua. Fun fact. Joe Burrow from Ohio. Chase Young from Maryland. Actually, yes. Remember when Ohio State Ohio State beat Maryland like seventy-two to eight? Yeah. You want to know why that happened? Apparently, because they onside kicked to start the second half when they were up fifty-two to nothing. Oh, God. You know why that happened? Why? Allegedly, the University of Maryland, who almost got Chase Young, decided to let. The NCAA know about that recruiting, like that that the the loan that he paid of back. Of course, of course. And I didn't believe that until until I remember. Oh yeah, yeah. Ohio State up fifty two to nothing onside kick to start the second half to try to rub it in. I think that happened. <laughs> I think it happened, sir. Yeah. Now, wrap that up. Get down to the end of the show. It's spring. Still cold in Toronto. It's okay. It's better now. I don't mind it. All the snow is gone from last week. So far. Allegedly. Yeah. It's baseball season. Yeah. I love baseball so much. I'm so excited. Best time of year, man. And it's time that we break down a couple divisions for you. We get down, start talking who we think the division winners are going to be. And we're going to start out west. Start with the AL? Start with the NL. What do you want to go with? Let's start with the, you know what? Let's save the AL for the end of the show. I had a feeling you'd uh, <laughs> you'd want to do that. Oh, and yeah. if you don't know who's in the AL West, I think you're going to figure out real quickly once we oh, get yeah. there. So let's go to the National League. My number one team. I haven't even looked at you uh, at your list yet, but I'm assuming we have the same number one for the NL West. The Giants, right? <laughs> oh no, we're going from bottom. We're going from top to bottom. Yeah, we're going to top to- it's the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> so the LA Dodgers. There's not much to to say here really they, they just added more weapons that's all they did they, they added Mookie Betts and, exa- and David Price who I think David Price in LA out of Fenway I think you're going to see and one they don't play the Yankee, and they don't play the Yankees this year so he, he won't he won't miss half his starts when the, he gets the Yankee Stadium flu it's a real thing what do you mean his elbow was sore, hey, elbow was sore. <laughs> yeah it was hilarious that was actually amazing <laughs> but this Dodger team you they're know, ridiculous they're, in every position they're the favorite. Like to- the, the only hole that they have right now is uh, one of the best prospects in the game. It's Gavin Lux playing second base. And oh, yeah. by the way, they wouldn't trade him for Francisco Lindor because they think he's already better. Yeah. So no, this is a this is a, a it's a team built to withstand everything. They're they're going to win a hundred games if whatever the Vegas number is. Just bet the over. I don't even care. Just bet it. Uh, this team is a good team. Um, if Not, they get some bullpen help, they're, they become the most dangerous team probably in all of baseball. And they did get bullpen help mm-hmm. because the Red Sox are stupid and didn't want Brutus Argradrol, yeah. so they just said, sure, we'll keep him. And go. that guy, I've said this before on this podcast, and I'm t- I'll tri- double down, triple down, quadruple down, whatever you want. That kid will unseat Kenley Jansen, and by, by the second half of the season, post-All-Star break, he's going to be the Dodgers' closer. I'm going to draft him in my draft late. He's going to be the Dodgers close. I got a, late, a lot of late round picks in my fantasy <laughs> draft, so I got to I gotta throw some darts at the dartboard. I might make you draft for me. Never hey, mind. Even if, if he doesn't get your saves, like that dude's going to win a lot of categories. That's okay. Because when you throw two, the only thing you throw is a two-seam fastball and it goes 100. Yeah. 
Good luck trying You're to catch gonna, that. Exactly. Oh, and by the way, yeah. sorry, it's not the only thing he throws. He can he can't throw a four seam fastball. He can only throw mm-hmm. two seamers. They go a hundred. The other thing he throws is a slider in the nineties. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be a really good reliever. I think so too. Way to go, Heimbloom. Way to go, bud. Yeah. But again, yeah, like if you want to go through this team like position by yeah. position, it's insane. You've co- like you have two MVPs. Yeah, back to back. They were yeah. they, like Mookie and Bellinger. Like yeah. you and, and the funny thing was they needed the right hand and they, they Mookie's right handed. They needed the extra right handed pop. It's a dangerous team, man. It's and their prospect like and they still have prospects. Dustin May. Dustin May, I think he's gonna have a, a He's big, gonna be oh my god, he's gonna be a weapon. Yeah. Like Julio Urias is apparently finally ready to start yeah. like we're gonna see some scary. What shit I worry on the about the Dodgers, what what I worry about the Dodgers is what happened to them last year, where they they did the Tampa thing where they just boom, yeah right out of the gate and then all of a sudden as the season progressed, games didn't mean more because everything was locked up for them. It looked they, like Washington it, in the NHL, yeah, where they had everything sewn up by August, yeah, and, and they had just, nothing to play for exactly. So that's what I that's the only worry I have with the Dodgers is that they do exactly what they did last year. But yeah. again, like you look at that team and they're set on destruction. Oh god, yeah. Number two. And number two. This is where it could get interesting. Well, I have a vested interest in this team because I happen to have their closer right now as one oh, of the Oh, we actually players. picked the same team. Yeah, and I actually think this is a wild card team as well. I think the key is gonna be Fernando Tatis Jr. Yes. Because the funny thing was is while he was healthy last year, that was a five hundred team that mm-hmm. was in shouting distance of a playoff spot. Yes, I remember oh I remember that. He's that good. Yeah. Fernando we That team, when you look at, like, Manny Machado's got to have a bounce-back season. I think he will. I think it'll be a bit of an adjustment for now him. He'll be, now he's been there for the whole year. Now he's, like, mm-hmm. again, he went to the NAC. He went to a whole different league with a whole different set of pitchers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was going to be, you, you shouldn't expect him to hit the ground running like that. No. But he is still one of the best third basemen in baseball. Like you, you have a lot of interesting things on that team. You've got a lot of interesting young arms that still haven't even come up. Yep. You're going to get a second year now out of Chris Paddock, where the innings limit's apparently going to be gone. Yep, as it should be. There's a lot of exciting players on this Padres team, and again, it's going to take them. It's going to take a handful of them all finally turning into what they're supposed to, and it's going to take Tati staying healthy, and it's going to take some luck because that's another thing that goes into this. But when I look at the the upside of that Padres team, when you look at all the guys that they have, right, like all the kids that they have, this is a scary team. This is a team that if they finally start hitting on the all like on the right side, like this is a team that could do some damage. Yeah. And um, Will Myers is always hurt, but you know what? Will Myers, when he's healthy, isn't bad. No. Now Eric Hosmer, that contract, that's a whole other story. But there's there's just so many yeah. weapons on this team, no, um, and I, they have the prospect depth to go yeah. add more. This is a team that is going to have, I think personally, an Atlanta Braves type season. Yeah, when um, Albies had come up, and uh, oh my god, Acuna, Acuna. I always I always get the the Bash Bros, the Bash Brothers. When they came, when they both were up, when they were, they were. They weren't a first place team, but they were this wild card team, and they were a young team and fun team, and they just sort of had nothing to lose. Yep. And that's the type of I think 
arc that this team's going to have this season, they could miss the playoffs by because oh, yeah. there's so many other good teams in the NL Central, and we haven't even gone to the uh, NL East. But it's just this is a team that's going to compete for a wild card, and I think they'll actually squeeze one out. They might end up being the, the second wild card, which will be fun for them because they're like, hey, we made the playoffs for a young team. All right, we have all these things going for us. So this is what I think of the, the Padres. This is also a young team that you see this sometimes, like with that with with the Tampa team yeah. last year. Like A lot of these guys are too young to know they shouldn't be here. You know what I mean? So... I just, I think it's going to be really interesting. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on board with this team. Uh, number three, Mr. Artabello. Number three. Number I three, I have the Colorado Rockies. Uh, just yep. kind of at a default, they have more talent than Arizona and San Fran. Yeah. Uh, they got more. They've got like, they have. They have got real roster construction issues, though. Yeah. Like, they spent all their money on the bullpen. They got a bunch of young pitchers that didn't turn into much. And now you, like, you legitimately don't have an outfield. Any, like, you got Charlie Blackman. Yeah. He has to play right field now. He's aging. The bat is still great. But what the hell are you doing in the outfield? You gave Ian Desmond all of this money. You have real problems. Yeah. You have Nolan Arenado, and you have Trevor Story, though, which means you will be much better than Arizona well, and San Fran. You have Nolan Arenado for, for now. now. Yes. For now. That's and very key. <clears throat> paging Brian Cashman. Brian Cashman, <laughs> would you please report to Denver, Colorado, please? What do you have to give up that they want? What are they going to do with Nolan Arenado? The, the one trade <laughs> that keeps coming up is apparently something to the Cubs for Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant really wanted to go there. Chris Bryant gets to hit in Colorado before he becomes a free agent. I know, I know. I think Chris Bryant would definitely want to go there. I don't mm-hmm. think he'd resign, and that's why. I think I think where he signs yeah. is might. And I, and I don't know if the. If I think it, he might be playing with a childhood friend who grew up in Las Vegas mm-hmm. with him. I'll just put that there. I, I have right? feeling. Happened to sign the very large contract in Philadelphia last year. I have a, a feeling, but yeah, sneaking this, suspicion. This Rockies team is is just they're not a playoff team. I don't think they got too many issues. Uh, like you have too many pitchers that need to bounce back. Like John Gray mm-hmm. needs to bounce back uh, from bouncing back from mm-hmm. bouncing back. So like John Gray, you have a lot of issues there. Mm-hmm. Kyle Freeland was the one guy last year that made me think, holy shit, they got an ace. Yeah, and he had the type of regression that was. Yeah. He was six and ten with a five point nine five nine ERA. Yeah, exactly, he fell apart. He got sent down multiple mm-hmm. times. Like, in order for them to even be as good as the Padres, they need a lot of things to go right. Like the Padres need less things to go right than the Rockies do. And that, and like, think about how young and like, you know what I mean? How many things the Padres need to happen? A lot, right? Like lot the Rockies too. need that and then some. So yeah. it's they're yeah. they're kind of the mushy middle of this division. The they Bay. should be rebuilding. They probably they they really screwed up yeah. what they had. They essentially what they did is they paid all the relievers in free agency and none of them were good. Yeah. And now they're all still there on long term deals and you're screwed. So burst the bubble. That's how you don't build a team. You do not pay all the relievers. No. No, no, no. Uh now, second last. Diamondbacks. Yeah, they got a young team where you're already starting to mm-hmm. see some of the guys make the big leagues. They made the big trade with the Astros to trade Granky away, got more top guys. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to be seeing a J.B. Bukoskis at some point this year. You might see Seth Beer at first base. And they also signed uh, Mad Bum. They, add, they replaced Granky with 
Mad Bum, the pitching staff is the same. You got some young guys that are there. Like I'm actually genuinely interested in Zach Gallen. Sorry, I I messed up his name. Excuse me. It's um, oh. Cowboy Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, Cowboy. Yeehaw. Oh, what is this? Oh, he has a an alter ego on his baseball oh, reference page. Grief. Let me pull this up. <laughs> the Frito Bandito. <laughs> That no, it's, it's like an actual name, like oh, it's his his alias or whatever. By the way, I would also like to point out Madison Bumgarner is the only person I know that dated a girl named Madison Bumgarner. What? How the hell do you know that? Don't ask me how. I know was, these yeah. Well, I was just about to say, like, you really. I, I, I asked that question. I'm like, yeah, it's, wait a minute. I know how he knows that because he knows it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Diamondbacks. I'm not a big fan of. Oh, where is it? Oh, here we go. Alter Ego. This is listed on his baseball reference play. So it says nickname, Mad Bum. Alter Ego, Mason Saunders. It's a good radio name, actually. Never mind. It is. I just want to know why. I want to know why it's Mason Saunders. Because he's weird. That's why. He's a very strange dude. But uh, no, you know, this team's a few years away. But they have too many holes, and their young kids, their interesting young kids aren't as good as a Trevor Story, a Nolan Arenado, a Charlie Blackman. This is why we have them sitting behind. Now, granted, if their kids take a step, like if Zach Gallen pitches like he did down the stretch, if Mad Bum pitches like he did, which, by the way, his ERA outside of uh, AT&T, well, it's not AT&T, it's Oracle now, was over six. That's why I traded him. So I think that's going to be an issue. Got a second-round pick for him. Actually, I got my second-round pick. Yeah, it's just they have some interesting pieces, Yeah, but the Rockies have pieces that are fully formed and we know Mm -hmm. are MLB stars, Yeah, and the Diamondbacks don't have that, and then it brings us to the Giants, which are in full rebuild. Yeah. I don't think there's much else to say. Like, throw the parachute out and wait for the landing. Because it's going to be a while. You love Buster Posey and Carl Carl Crawford. Wow. Brandon, uh, Brandon Crawford. Brandon Belt. Hunter Pence. These guys yeah. are done. It's over. These guys are done. They got if, their chance. If you're a Giants fan, you got two rings. You're happy. Three. Yeah, three. Oh, that's right. They got a third. Yeah. Oh, well. But. Dream's dead. Exactly. Like, they, they are rebuilding. Enjoy the rebuild. You got the wins. It's if a you're a Giants ballpark. fan, might get to see Joey Bart this year. This is true. Who might be Buster Posey 2.0 with more pop? Yes. Which, if that ends up happening, y'all are going to be fine. You also have Farhan Zaidi, who built yeah, the exactly. Rays, yeah. and then he built the Dodgers monster, and now he's going. You're going to be okay, San Fran. You'll be okay, I think. Exactly. Moving on to the American League West. Do we have the same team first? I don't think so. A team that has no morals? Actually, I think that their morals are going to drive them down the standings a little bit. Really? To be a wild card team. The team I actually have, it's it's the surprise team because wouldn't this be the fun year that they actually happen to make win the division because this is typically what happens with this certain team. But the team I have finishing in first place is a team that plays at the, hopefully I say this right, the Oakland Alameda Coliseum and Co- Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. There you go. I was close. I was getting it's my there. favorite. Fucking- <laughs> but I, I actually think that this A's team, they, they made the playoffs. Did they make the playoffs? They made the playoffs last year, I think. They made the wild card game yeah. and missed out. They lost to the to the Rays. But this team is a good team. They have some. That offense is very good. Yeah. That defense is elite. Mm-hmm. And this is the year now. Where all the pitching prospects that have gotten hurt along the way, except for Jesus Lazardo, mm-hmm. 
who might be the best of the bunch, are ready to pitch. Like, you might get AJ. Well, not might. You're going to get AJ Puck this year. Yes. You saw Sean Manaya. He came back pretty good. And Jesus Lazardo in his 12 big leagues inning, big league innings, easy for me to say, was dominant. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of very, very interesting starting pitching. And again, Matt Chapman might be the best defender in baseball. Marcus Semien randomly learned how to play shortstop at a high level. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, hit. Still have Chris Davis. He's gonna, he's gonna. You would hope he bounces back from the down year last year, yeah. but because he's super consistent and he had some injuries last year, you can you can kind of figure that'll probably happen. Ramon Lariano in center field's really interesting. Mm-hmm. That's a power speed combo. He, the biggest one of the biggest arms in the big leagues. Like this is a very fascinating A's team that did it with no starting pitching, and yeah. now they should have, if not consistent. Mm-hmm. High upside, high, like the highest of ceiling starting oh, yeah. pitching. This team could be devastatingly good. Now, I have them finishing second. And I'm assuming now this is the team you have finishing second. The Houston Astros. Now, I have Houston winning because until I see what it looks like, there's there's too many weapons. Yeah. Like, that offense still has Altuve, Springer, Bregman, uh, Jordan Alvarez from last year. Hello. Carlos Correa when he's held. Like, you can keep going on. I think where they they lose a little bit is the bullpen that was never any good to begin with and starting pitching when they lost. no Garrett Cole. No. There's no Garrett. It's just Justin Verlander this year and Zach Greinke. And hey, guess who's back? Lance McCullers. I think you should make him a, a reliever now. Yeah, We've seen stick this Stick him story, in the bullpen. Right? And you know when he's had his most success? You know, in the playoffs when he was a reliever. Yeah. So I, I, I just think that the, the stretch that the Astros are going to go through this year, this 162 games, is going to be a daunting one because they are going to get hit every game. There's and they're just going to be and they're not. Some this of them, is going to be a mess. Some some it's guys gonna are going to be a mess. Are just going to are going to rear back and throw for them. Oh yeah, and there are going to be others that do it like in a subtle way where they're like they're bouncing a. Someone fu- gets a curveball in the back, so it looks like he lost grip, but yeah. he threw it at them. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. Exactly, and and I think that mentally, that'll kind of have a big effect on this Astros team, which will make their time this season a much. And they're going. But I also want to see no AJ Hinch. Yeah. Here's one of the best managers Baker, in baseball. Man. And I love Dusty. I'm a I'm a Dusty guy, but Dusty has issues. Dusty's old school. And God forbid if anyone hears any banging at any point during this season. Like, you want to talk about wearing one if someone hears banging? Like, I'm worried someone dies. Did you see my Anthony Rizzo? No. He was mic'd up during the spring training. I saw game. him get the hit while he was mic'd up, which was amazing. So he gets the hit and he said, maybe someone should bang a trash can before he threw it. He's like, I'm going to guess fastball. Can someone bang a trash can? I was like, oh, boy. Oh. So, <sighs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just think that the Astros, they're going to be hated everywhere they go. And people are going to buy tickets to just boo them for nine straight innings. 
you're telling me that's going to have some sort of effect on their mental. And, like, even when they go to the All-Star break. I have the bad feeling they're going to use that as a rallying cry. I know they'll use it as a rallying get, cry. Like, they're still going to get cheered and Hughes. I just, I got a lot of problems with this. I have a bad feeling that they're probably going to keep doing well. I hope they don't, though. I'm hitting my little coffee mug, too. They're going to try everything. I just, I hope it goes bad for them because, like, they deserve it. Yeah. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have the Astros technically third. Uh, sorry, I have second. first. I have the A's second. You have the A's first. Yep. Astros second. Yep. Does the best player on the planet play for the third team? Um, yes, he does. Okay, so we've agreed with number three in this division because they can't get out of their own way. No. It's going to be the Angels, and like they're going to be fun. Oh, there'll be a lot of fun. Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, Anthony Rendon. Like, that offense is going to score a lot of runs. I don't know if their pitching is going to be able to stop people from scoring just as that, many. That That's my big concern with this team, too. And even Otani being able to stay fully healthy. Well, for I, don't know how, I don't know how many innings you're going to see him pitch. And that's and yeah. that's actually, for a team that's so desperate for yeah. pitching, that's actually the more important thing you mm-hmm. want him for, even though, don't get me wrong, he's one of the best left-handed pitchers, yeah. left-handed hitters in baseball yeah. last year. There is one I will say I think that the bright spot on this pitching staff is actually someone I've been like I, would, I begged Andrew and pleaded no 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 I begged and pleaded with the Baltimore Orioles because I had him in fantasy and I need the Baltimore Orioles to trade this guy get him away from them. Oh, Dylan Bundy's finally free. Dylan Bundy is free and now he gets to go play on the West Coast away from the noise, away from the trash birds and he gets to play with Mike Trout and he has Joe Madden as his man. That's the thing. Like, I think Joe Madden's going to be able to do a lot of interesting yeah. things with this offense. I, I just, I think they're going to be a lot of fun. I, I think, think they're going to be one of the more entertaining teams to watch yeah. this year. I like, just don't think that's going to translate. They can be a playoff team. They can be yes. a wild card. Team. Yes. Okay. But they don't have the pitching. To that's be. what. That's what might end up hurting them in in at least the first season of of Joe Madden. But I think they're going to compete. I think come September they'll still be a competitive team, scrapping it out for the playoffs. That's where I have this team. Yeah. But who the hell knows? Exactly. Because they still have Mike Trout. Well, that's the thing. You still have the best player in baseball, and Anthony Rendon, who I kept talking about as the best player, like the most underrated player yeah. in baseball. So you have that. And then, by the way, they're both right-handed. You stick Shohei Otani in between that, like, that's dangerous, That's a dangerous man. one, like, two, three punch. And again, that's I'm going to be watching a lot of that because it's yeah. going to be fun. Now, the team I have after them has made a lot of moves this year. They're moving into a new stadium. Mm-hmm. And again, they're going to be an interesting team. I just don't think the Texas Rangers are going to be all that good. No. They still have Joey Gallo hitting like barely his work. Now, hey, he hit two fifty three last year. He only played half the season. He looked last year, though, when he was healthy like he had figured it out. Like we were going to see Joey Gallo hit 70 home runs, hit like two fifty yeah. with like a 400 on. Like I thought we were going to get 1,000 OPS Joey Gallo, and then he got hurt. Yeah. Let's see if Joey Gallo can still do that. Exactly. Because again, it was only half a season. We don't know if he would have reverted back to Joey Gallo. Exactly. Yeah. And again, they, they went and did a lot of things, right? They they they, they spent a lot of money because they're moving into a new stadium, which I saw by the way. It looks beautiful. Yeah. But I, like, I can't see the. Like, do you think Lance Lynn's going to be that good again? Do you think Chris Medlin's going to be that good and healthy no. again? Like, it's just they have. Too many guys like, that have Corey, to have their career season like again. Corey Kluber will be the most interesting thing there. And he we don't even know what he is. Exactly. So like, it's with like the injuries, right? Like it's just there's there's too many questions yeah. on the Rangers for me mm-hmm. to 
in good faith ranked him any higher. Yeah. And then last, the Mariners are rebuilding. It's not like they're terrible. They know they're terrible. You know what I mean? They've accepted their fate. You might get to see, if you're a Mariners fan, you might get to see Jared Kalinick this year. Yeah. And that's the dude you like. Jerry Depoto, who trades all the things away all the time, actually went yeah. and, you know, he did a nice, did a nice of business. bit of like, trader. Like, he went ahead and traded off all the old guys and brought in some nice pieces. He also just, as a, just, Oh, Brody Van Wagen is a former player agent who's uh, going to tell you, I want to be your first draft. Jared Kalinick. Yeah, you can have Edwin Diaz. And yeah. You want Miguel? You want uh, Cano? Sure. Here's Cano. You want to stick Jay Bruce? No problem. They embarrassed the Mets. Again, the Mets are like the Knicks. The Knicks, the Mets, Mets the, the Mets, Mets, the, the Knicks. Knicks. It's, meet the Mets, meet the Knicks. <laughs> Take the L, hold the L, whatever you want to do. I don't know if you take the L train to go see both teams, but you probably do in New York. I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> oh, man. I think that's a, that, that's the right note to end it on. I think Just so, too. Making fun of the Mets and the Knicks. It's fun. Great. This has been the Last Word Podcast. I'm Steve Artabello. I'm Angela Lippa. Until next time, people. Adios. Peace out. Have a good one. Hell, when I was young, I ain't had to pop no guns. Nothing cracking in the slums you couldn't handle on your own. Shit around my block where we used to knock couple souls fly. Wasn't nothing like you guys, what y'all on? Shit, that wasn't nice, wasn't paradise, wasn't lights. Back to back to back, many nights was on our own. Mama had to work, Papa had three jobs. No, we not just making my shirt, but we always robbed. <laughs> Shit, that kept my head on the weeping vibe.